All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. We're talking week 10 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League this week. I'm your host, the Denver Desert Dog, Matt Kozlowski, joining me tonight from the Steel Curtain, Eddie Mitchum. How you doing tonight, Ed? I'm super, Matt. All right, so <clears throat> as things sit right now, you and I are the 7 and 8 seed, you being the 7 seed, um, due to having more points than me and defeating me earlier in the season. We're on the outside looking in. My question to you tonight, since we're not going to do any trivia, is who do you think you and I, since we both assume that we're going to make the playoffs, that's why we made the moves that we did, um, who do you think we replace in the playoffs right now? Uh, I think Segley is probably the first choice to someone fall out. Um, so ESPN and the, the final standings projections, they would agree with you on that. They have Fegley right now finishing seventh, um, projecting the way things are going to end the rest of the season. The other team um, that, that ESPN project, projects is Ty, who is six and three right now um, and at the top of the Elway division. So that would be quite the surprise if he were to, able, if he were to fall out. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> like, ties over. I do, I think, I think did some nice things with the trade deadline to get better. Um, so that kind of changed my opinion a little bit. I think the abuse part is another team that doesn't feel like much to look at. Um, the roster still even the draft, but that's for now. Like on paper with Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, nothing great. I mean, Chubb's awesome, but how much are they going to use enough? And now you got uh, Hunt coming back in there. Um, add Mixon to a stable of discussion. That's a team that doesn't seem like a very huge start. The interesting team for me is the Mad Dogs. Um, I already have one game on him from beating him earlier in the year. If I'm able to beat him in our next matchup, which I think he has Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler on by that week. Um, if I'm able to take him down in that game, that would essentially give me a, you know, we'd be tied record-wise, but that would give me a nice little heads up on him with, um, you know, having beaten him earlier in the year, Damian Williams also on by for him that week. The problem is Russell Wilson plays Philadelphia that week, so that'll be interesting to see if I can uh, <clears throat> somehow do something with that matchup. So I think Stein's pretty safely in, and I think Bowles pretty safely in. Um, they've been two of the better teams the last couple of weeks. Other than that, I feel like it's pretty up for grabs. I'd agree. I will have uh, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm correct. I beat both Ty and her the first time around, so I kind of got the same forecast if I take the next one on the way back through. Yeah, this is a huge game for me with Fegley this week because he beat me in week one. Um, he would have a two-game lead on me and a tiebreaker if he's able to beat me. So I really need to go get this one this week. Um, with that being said, 
let's just get right into the week um, week 10 matchups. We'll start off with hmm, start off with uh, take your ball and go home versus the St. Louis Patriots. Stein obviously sitting at seven and two. My dad's sitting at two and seven. Not a huge game in terms of standings impact. Um, we'll start off with the Patriots. How do you feel about the Josh Reynolds ad um, by him? He's in the wide receiver two spot right now going up against your Steelers. Brandon Cook's already out for this week. We've seen Reynolds be able to be successful um, as the third receiver in this offense. Uh, he caught a touchdown last week or two weeks ago um, when the Rams last played. Um, I feel the same way I felt about Bruce. Other than Cup, Cup's a I mean, he's the guy. But same way I kind of felt about Woods and Cook previously. It's just so hard to figure out who it's going to be, when it's going to be. Um, I don't feel like they're an explosive offense last year. So. Being able to plug and play guys in that offense is kind of dicey. It's fine for the situation he's in. I added that was more like I had for term in case Cook's career comes to an end with all the head trauma he had. Um, but yeah, it's when you're in Papakaz's position, it's a fine. Yeah, I think he can probably. You know, do some things there. You're really hoping that he catches a touchdown because there's not going to be crazy volume. So um, I think it's a decent matchup for them against the Steelers. You got to think that the good D-backs on the Steelers will be focused more on Woods and um, Cup. So I think there might be some some room for Reynolds to work. He's a guy that can line up outside and in the slot, so there's some versatility there. Definitely a guy that needed to be um, picked up this week and played by, by someone, I believe. Let's go over to take your ball and go home. Tough matchup for Chris Carson Monday night at San Francisco. Been one of the better run defenses in the league this year. Um, but Stein really needs Carson to have a good game with James Conner, likely to not play again this week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Does he really need – have a good game. Well, I mean, you know, Stein's obviously a heavy favorite in this one. There's still, I think, a move left for my dad. I'm not sure he's going to run Valdez Scantling out there, but with Sonny Michelle and Cortland Sutton and Alshon on by, um, that definitely hurts the production that my dad has of the good players that are left on the team. But, you know, Breida gets limited touches. Carson has a tough matchup. Rodgers has been hit or miss. I don't see much for OBJ. Um, I don't think Mark Andrews will need to have a good game. And Juju, who the hell knows? So there's definitely more downside with matchups for Shane this week than upside. Um, it just my dad may not have enough to, to knock him off. Yeah. Uh, in the 49ers, are back to like in the NFL for them. So I think uh... – I don't think they're as heralded as you would think. Kenyon Drake found success last week and was there for like 40 hours. Um, I think 
that's probably the way to attack them is the ball. So um, that's what Seattle wants to do first and foremost. So I, fine. I think when you get in trouble with that, when you get in definite situations, that's when they're scary. So on the ball, flip one first, second down, manageable yard there, which everyone knows Seattle's okay with three or four yards on first down. I'm excited to watch these teams play on Monday. Russell Wilson's playing better than any player in the league right now. So, definitely going to be a good matchup. Um, games at San Francisco, so I'm not sure it's uh, necessarily a spot where we're expecting San Francisco to get knocked off, but I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, Seattle's playing some pretty good football themselves. Who do we have winning this game? Uh, I think we're both going to probably pick T-Bag. Yes. All right, let's go over to the Hammer versus the Mad Dogs. Um, Butler starting Derek Carr tonight, and they got the early 10 nothing lead. And then Mad Dogs have Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler playing in this one tonight. Um, I guess we should talk about DK Metcalf. We'll stay on the, the Seattle-San Francisco game. I know you feel you and I talked about this a little bit this week. Uh, he's really getting a lot of love in the media. And I know he's been heavily talked about in our league due to the, the trade that you had made with Butler and Butler responding that he feels like Metcalf's a keeper for next year. He's played well. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is another uh, uh, probably a good matchup for him. I think Sherman will probably be on Lockett, so Metcalf should be able to, when they do find him to pass, um, you know, Metcalf's definitely in play to have a couple big catches. So how do you feel about Metcalf this week and then also moving forward into next year? Um, I feel like and I obviously was always uh, on the Metcalf. I just, I don't know. I don't, <clears throat> I don't, the thing that I don't think he's running like enough routes. He's, he either gets ball, jump ball, which he's, I mean, that's kind of good, game, but he's just not a polished enough route runner. Um, that's just me. But if he gets better versatility and what he's doing, areas, so I think. The uh, person that should be talked about on Butler, the one person he didn't mention as a keeper potential and should have been with his emergence over the last week or two um, is single. Yeah, he's been good. They've definitely turned the, the reins over to him as far as the running. He's the lead back now. It's kind of what everyone, I think, expected. Um so Singletary looks good. Buffalo wants to run the football. Pretty good matchup this week against Cleveland. So, yeah, he's definitely in play as a keeper for Butler for next year. Um, let's move over to the Mad Dogs. <clears throat> um, we saw Devontae Adams come back from injury last week. I think he had like four for 40-something. It was a really bad game for the Packers. Are we expecting Adams to – you know, continue to be the receiver we thought he was, or is it still going to be a little while before we really get to see the Devontae Adams of old? He called seven balls for 41 yards. Oh, seven for 40 something. Okay. That's atrocious. Um, I don't, I've never had Adams go. So, 
Uh, I mean, he's going to get peppered with volume, I'd imagine, because the rest of his team core is just, it is what it is. No one else is really a standout guy, so I, I guess full health, he's going to be fine because he's still going to get a ton of stuff. So I guess if you have him, you have yeah, you have to play him, but you're you're hoping on volume. The the Packers have shifted to become more of a running team, um, and they even when they do throw, they seem to target the backs out of the backfield more. So, um, I'm not sure we're going to see the games last year where Adams was getting 15 plus targets anymore, especially dealing with the injury. But if you have him, you have to play him. I'm going to take the Mad Dogs and win this one. You too. Yes, sir. All right two easy ones out of the way. Let's go to the Bull Weevils versus Team Ice Cream. Bull Weevils, probably the hottest team in the league, six straight. Got Josh Jacobs and Tyrell Williams going tonight. Jacobs has been as good as any running back in the league. Um, but we will talk about Ronald Jones. He's emerged as the lead back in Tampa Bay. Um, I know if you had asked a bunch of people at the start of the year, they weren't sure if it was going to be Barber Jones or even the, you know, the third down back got some, uh, some love there in the preseason. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but how do you feel about Ronald Jones? It's a pretty good matchup against Arizona, but we know Tampa Bay loves to, you know, just chuck it. So is Jones someone, um, that the Weevils can count on at the running back spot? They may not have to long-term. But uh, it's definitely nice to have options. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got a couple matchups. I sprinkle him in. Uh, Arizona, Atlanta, two weeks from now. Detroit, week six, still playing. Um. I think I think you're definitely gonna wanna prey on that because I think he's. You you almost got to play touchdown. I just don't think that's enough to get. Um, yards per special. I just don't think football. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you're you're hoping for the touchdown. That's what Peyton Barber was earlier in the season when he was getting the carries. You're not going to get crazy volume just because they throw the ball so much to Godwin and Evans. So you're really just hoping that. He can get in a good situation and punch one in, but in some of those matchups that you mentioned, that seems you know likely to be an outcome. So, gives him some versatility. Um, with Tyrell Williams, Curtis Samuel, and Jones um, for three spots on his team, along with McLaurin, Jordan Howard, um, and Edelman's obviously a must start. So it's only probably two spots. So between Samuel Jones, McLaurin, and Howard, he should be able to play the matchups to find a good play most weeks. So his team's definitely scary um, moving forward. Let's go over to Spears' team and the ice cream. Um, what are your expectations for Alvin Kamara coming off, missing two games in the bye week? It's a great matchup against Atlanta, but I'm also not sure they're going to need to lean on him um, as much as they were maybe earlier in the season. Uh, I think you're correct. I don't think he's going to get – I think he'll probably get like 12 touches maybe. 
which against Atlanta, those couple touches could be pretty rough. Um, but I think they work against a team that they handle. They obviously have bigger aspirations here than beating Atlanta in Week Ten. Um, obviously, they they're going to probably beat him pretty easily. So I think they make sure that they have him stretch, ease him back in. So you can't be too excited about it. Yeah, Kamar's hyper-efficient. He's never been a workhorse back. So those 12 touches, as you said, may be enough for him to, you know, do enough damage to maybe keep Spears in this one. But you're definitely not expecting – you know, a 20-touch game in this one from Kamara. I do think this game will be closer than we probably think, um, but I think you probably still have to take the Bull Weevils to win. Uh, I don't know. I get, yeah, I mean... I don't feel like I can pick a team that has Balage in their lineup. But I guess you're right. I mean, the Bolivar's lineup is not sexy this week by any stretch of the imagination. I think it is going to be really tight, but I'll take bold. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's closer than we think, but yeah. If the spread was five, I'd have a hard time laying five points to I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight. Let's go to the Seawolves versus the Steel Curtain. This matchup lost a lot of its uh, luster that we probably anticipated this matchup to have earlier in the season. Ironic that the Seawolves are starting Mike Williams against you. Uh, we all know how that turned out when Phil dropped Mike Williams and Spears was able to pick him up in the playoffs and he had the three-touchdown game against you last year. We'll start off with the Seawolves right now, getting that goose egg from Mike Williams. Um, nothing to talk about with O.J. Howard, but uh, David Johnson said he is coming back this week. He will play at Tampa Bay. We saw Johnson be very good um, when he was healthy and playing. He was the running back nine before he got hurt and missed a few games. Um pretty good matchup against Tampa Bay. I know they're not necessarily giving a lot on the ground, but they should be able to throw a little bit against them. And Johnson's been active, but you know, you have the Drake situation there now. Uh, what do you think from David Johnson? Are you expecting much from him in his return? I honestly no feel for that situation. I don't know. A lot of people do. Um, He's obviously done a lot of his damage in the pass catching. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, Arizona doesn't have a ton of play. Do they throw him out there? Uh, and you just see what they have. With, uh, I, I, I'm honest with you, it's hard to even estimate what you could do. I, I think you're expecting a shootout between the so yeah, that's he, he said it's probably going to be good. He's a guy that you have to have to play. Um, you know, if you have him, you don't probably have a better option than David Johnson. But it's not a great matchup. You'd expect Drake to be in there, but you'd also expect them to be throwing heavily 
should be a, a good game for Kirk and Fitzgerald, as we just saw Lockett and Metcalf carve Tampa to the t- tune of 40 points. Um, so that, that'll be definitely an interesting game to watch. Should be a fantasy-friendly matchup for both sides. Let's look at your team. Um, it's been heavily talked about on the podcast, but I think David Montgomery is a really exciting play this week. Um, I am starting him in a couple of my Fanduel lineups that I've built so far. Detroit giving a lot on the ground this year, um, and the Bears seem to have kind of turned a corner and realized that Montgomery should be getting the ball uh, quite a bit. So how do you feel about Montgomery this week? In your matchup, uh, I think I'm finally a little bit excited about him. Um, certainly, volume has ramped up a little bit. Um, not so much; they were never really in. Um, but it, cautious, cautious. I still think Maggie's an idiot. First in goal, the first carry went to Tariq Cohen last week. Like, <laughs> like some of the stuff. So stupid. Um, so it's definitely cautious optimism. Yeah, I think you want to kind of guard yourself, but you're still relatively excited um, about what, you know, he could potentially bring to the table this week. Looks like Hunter Henry caught a touchdown for Fegley course so let's uh let's go to that that game next myself and the desert dogs well i guess we're picking we're picking you to win right always yeah sorry um all right so we'll go to the desert dogs versus the clan battle of the tight ends tonight waller versus henry right now fedley winning because he got the touchdown everybody scores a ton of touchdowns against me just seems to be what happens um, let's talk a little bit about Mark Ingram. Saw him gash the Patriots on Sunday night in that big win for the Ravens. Cincinnati's been the worst team in the league against the run this year. Um, but that could also mean that Lamar Jackson may dominate the running game, which he did against Cincinnati the first time they played. So do you think there's enough volume for Ingram? to really go wild against Cincinnati, also knowing that he fumbled Sunday night against the Patriots? Uh, I like uh, again this week. Lamar Jackson designation well, um, practice today, so I think they probably do you know, on uh, Ingram a little bit in the game. An easy win, just grind out and make sure Lamar's okay. Yeah, they shouldn't need to go crazy with Lamar on the ground, like you said. And yeah, he was, I think, illness. I don't know what it was exactly, but they just said it was under the weather. Um, Definitely hoping Ingram. Ingram was a great touchdown candidate this week. Uh, Cincinnati starting the rookie quarterback, Ryan Finley. So we should see. Baltimore probably playing from ahead and playing from ahead often. So um, hopefully running the ball quite a bit with number 21 Ingram in the backfield. 
Let's go over to Fagley's team. And Patrick Mahomes coming back from injury, it looks like, this week. So can the Mahomes and Tyreek Hill connection do some real damage against me, against the Titans in Mahomes' return? A lot of guys returning this week from injury. Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, Tyreek Hill did it without Mahomes. I don't see why they would change with them back. So, yeah, that's Gary uh, Tandem. Yeah, last time I played Fedley was week one. Tyreek Hill went out with an injury. Um, so I didn't have to deal with at least half of that combination. But I'm not really feeling great about it this week. It's really the first time that these two guys have been able to play together this year. So I'm, so, I'm sure there will be some craziness drawn up um, to make sure that he'll he'll get some, some real good targets against the Titans. I'm kind of hoping that, you know, I don't know. I, I This is going to go badly for me either way because it's either going to be a game where Henry gets 20-some touches to try to keep the Chiefs off the field, or the Chiefs could get so far out in front that Henry's irrelevant, but then it likely that Mahomes and Hill were going bonkers. So it also has uh, Zach Pascal is the only pass catcher in town against Miami, so. Some real juicy matchups for Fegley. I'm still going to pick myself to win, but I don't really feel good about it. It's not close. Oh. It's not close. <laughs> wow. He has neglected to add a He doesn't have one. I'm sure he'll pick someone up. I'm sure he's going to pick someone up too, but I mean, you're saying, what if Derek carries the ball 25 times? Off the field, okay. Well, divided by the other running back's going to score a pointer. Whoever the hell it was going to pick up Penny, Burke, Richard, go for it. Edmonds, okay. Um, anyway, Steelers, buddy. And you're gonna, then you're gonna roll Golden Tate, Pascal. It's not close. I think it's very close. Um, but I, I see your points. I just think he's got some really good matchups with the players that can put up huge weeks. So Godwin fine. He'll be really be pretty good. Uh Ingram's gonna be good. McCaffrey you're fine. We'll see. Desert dogs need it. Um all right game of the week abuse from park against the Fleetwood franchise. This one has first place implications over in the uh, Elway division. Right now, Buseman Park running Phillip Rivers out there. Two picks early in the game. Um, make, leading the projection right now in the franchise's favor, Melvin Gordon has 59 yards um, approaching halftime here. Let's talk about Nick Chubb. Everyone loves Nick Chubb. Buffalo, another team that's weaker against the run. But Kareem Hunt returns this week. My question is, is Hunt in play to eat into Chubb's volume? Or do we still, you know, all aboard the Nick Chubb train for week 10? I'm concerned this week about Kareem Hunt. You're not concerned? No. 
but you're concerned moving forward, just not this week? Uh, I'm concerned until I'm choosing to be concerned. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't see anything for this week either. Um, I think Chubb's a great play this week, but I do want to monitor, you know, how much Hunt's out there, how Hunt looks when he's out there. Um, you know, Hunt's obviously an elite running back, or at least we feel like he still should be. So I think it makes the Browns better just having two guys that they can lean on. Um, Chubb's gotten a ton of work, so I, I, I don't know if there's that they're going to kind of dial him back a little bit now. I don't know. We'll see. But it's definitely something to keep an eye on, especially for sure as he tries to make this playoff push here. Let's move over to the move over to the franchise. Saquon had a disappointing game last week. Um, tough Monday night game though against Dallas. And then we also have uh, Allen Robinson. Mitchell Trubisky is his quarterback, so that's obviously unfortunate for Allen Robinson. Lockett had the great game last week. Lamar had the game last week. Let's talk about Saquon, though. Um, the usage for Barkley has just been different this year. Um, there's been some games where he hasn't really been targeted a ton, only gotten maybe 12 or so carries. Are you? Um, I know you're, you're probably the least uh, favorite Saquon Barkley fan in the league, but you at all concerned about him finishing the year out this year with kind of no reason for them to really push Barkley right now? Uh, um, no. I, I, I might not be the biggest fan of Barkley, but I, I don't think he's that kind of guy. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's going to shut him down. I don't think there's anything to do either. I mean, you're trying to – you're obviously – you're trying to get your back and running back, your, your cornerstones of your offense to roll in for now. So, I don't think shutting anyone down is the answer to what their problems are. Yeah, I don't think they would necessarily shut them down, but I just don't think we're going to see the, the 10 targets and 20 carries, the crazy volume that we saw last year for them. I don't – I don't think there's a need to do that. I think Jones needs to show that he can get the ball downfield, not that he can dump it down to Barkley. And they're just not in position to score enough. Like, they're just not a good team. That's part of it as well. Uh, right now, franchise projected win by two, but um, and the Beastman Park probably at the better roster, but... You know, you know, time made some acquisitions at the deadline to make this look a lot better. Obviously, there's concern about Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray would also be a good play this week if he is legitimately concerned about Lamar. I don't think that's a move you're making, but it is um, obviously safe to look at Kyler. Who do you have winning this game? Kind of sucks to tell you when tight ends to now he's playing John Houston. I actually saw Ty tonight. He came over. Um, and he said he kind of wishes he had tried to maybe do Engram for Lamar straight up. Uh, I don't know if you would have done that, but. No, no interest in having Engram. Having known, owning him in another league and knowing that he never played because it's, I, I told him about the game, too inconsistent for me to want to do anything. 
I think you're right. I think the park just have a little bit much to overcome. It's really hard to get a good quarterback performance from the receptions, uptick receptions in our. But uh, we'll see how that. Goes. He's going to need a good game from Phil Rivers tonight. I know that. Um, you know, Ty's team despite lacking star powers, still have just solid players that get a lot of volume in terms of Fitzgerald and Crowder being able to, you know, catch some balls and they both have decent matchups this week. Uh, Lockett and Robinson being the better talents and, you know, Barkley and Williams are good starters. So he's definitely going to need some, some uh, contributions from Rivers and Gordon. I think if he can get two or three more touchdowns from that combination tonight, um, he's definitely in good shape. But I'm going to take the park as well. All right. Anything else for week 10? No. Relatively uh, quick podcast tonight. Not a whole lot to talk about. There wasn't really any big waiver activity. Um, and everything's just so kind of muddled up right now in the standings. It's hard to really kind of have a feel for the way things are going to go. This is a huge week for how things will shake out. Got three weeks left after this one until it's playoff time. Um, and we should have a better idea for what the playoffs are. And it looks like I feel bad for Shane having to kind of run the scenarios in week 12 and 13 like he's accustomed to doing. He may have a, a tall task ahead of him um, in the upcoming weeks. So thank you for listening. Thanks to Eddie for joining tonight. And uh, we will talk to you next week when we recap week 10 and break down week 11 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Thanks.